Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Adante Petit home how you doing i'm doing all right thanks for asking well where are you from brother originally i'm from fort lauderdale florida by way of durham north carolina by way of los angeles pretty much i like to say now i'm from the world all right and just throw out your name again in case donovan might have made a mistake <laughs> no worries no worries my name is on dante petit ohm all right all right all right so so let's hear about your acting journey, because brother, as I got to know you off interview, you have a long story. And where does it start? How did you say, you know what? I want to be an actor. Okay, so it's been a, it's been a, it's this journey's gone on quite a while now, and um, a lot of people pretty much, you know, <laughs> they honor my resilience. It started in high school when um, I, I was in Durham, North Carolina, and I saw the poster on the wall for auditions for West Side Story at Hillside High, one of the historically, one of the last historically black high schools left in the nation. Um, and I saw that they were casting for West Side Story. So, you know me, it just seems like something I would watch in a TV show. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's audition for the school musical. Little did I know that I would get the lead and that I would have an act for acting and singing and movement. Uh, so I got cast as Bernardo in West Side Story. And then after that, the rest was history. I got hooked. And then from there, I took my, after graduation, I took my Escalades over to Howard University in Washington, D.C to go further my acting career and then I got introduced um, as a musical theater major and then I switched my major to television and film production um, which helped my efforts into after graduating from Howard and doing a bunch of training in DC in the DC Metro Theater area from Fine Arts and the School of Communications to go to Hollywood. I thought I was ready. So I did something ballsy and I took $700 in a Dunkin' Donuts gift card and flew to California the day right after I graduated from Howard. With just then, 700 <laughs> $700 and a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. I cannot make this up because after graduation fees, that's all I had. <laughs> there was nothing left. You had to pay for the cap and gown. You had to pay for the clearance fee. You had to pay and help your family figure out their hotel situation and then transportation from your hotel to wherever you're going after. It was a lot of money, but I made it out of there with $700 and a wow. Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Wow. That was gifted by one of my classmates for my thesis film that I had to do to graduate. And how did so that I, work out? The thesis film, did it, was it successful? Of course, you're going to say, because I wouldn't have been able to get the gift card and the $700, right? <laughs> well, well, it was my first one in a graduation thesis, and I decided to work with children. So if anyone knows how working with children on any production is, you know the difficulties in that regard, in that ministry. But I will say that it, it turned out really well. And it was my, my the key spark to me realizing that I was more than just an actor, mm -hmm. that I was a part of something bigger and grander as far in the scheme of production and that there was a whole different world that I didn't know about outside of the theater. So I, I gravitated towards playing the gambit on both sides um, and then taking my skills to LA. I was you know, booking roles as well as working on productions behind the scenes as well, which um gravitated my name around LA in a faster route than most actors who who move out there or most dreamers, I should say. Um, I became known as the little brother of Hollywood. So right. everywhere I go, everyone knew me from either working on a production or being out on the scene at film festivals or 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 or, or networking events or just on the scene somewhere. They knew Andante was always working. Mm -hmm. He still is. Netflix. 
<laughs> Still is, yeah. I, 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 I've signed my contract to this field for the rest of my life. All right. Now talk about the MFA because some people may not know what an MFA is. It's really intense for some actors because you want to go deep within this, learn everything in the three to four years, which not to say you didn't learn, what do you call it, when you were in school, but you're really going three to four years hardcore with your MFA. Yeah, I, 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 now the MFA stands for a Master's of Fine Arts. There could be a Master of Fine Arts in acting, visual art, visual de design. It's the highest terminal degree that an artist could get, and not every actor has an MFA. Not saying that you need an MFA, but the the knowledge and you just focusing solely on your craft for a certain period of time and, you know, being away from outside sources such as bills and other things adulting or distractions, it, it, it makes a huge difference in my opinion. And, you know, it's been proven with um certain people like Angela Bassett and Denzel Washington, they have their MFAs. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take my craft to the next serious level of intent um, rather than just, you know, being a, a, a regular, just like person just shotting Shooting my shot, which is not to say there's anything wrong with that, but I just wanted to know my craft inside and out. So yeah, it's the highest terminal degree an artist can get. You can teach, you can coach, um, but I'm doing it mainly for the intense rigor of t pushing myself to be a better actor and a better human being. Mm -hmm. And what do you say to actors that say they can't do that because they have a family or they have too much personal stuff going on to do their MFA. Is that bad or no? No, it's not bad at all. I think it takes complete courage to be an actor on any level and there's different routes. There's just as there are actors with their MFAs who are successful, there are also actors without their MFAs that are successful. But what I will say is it's a craft. And with any craft, you 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 have to you have to know your craft. So it doesn't have to be an MFA. Some people do the conservatory route, which is more so part-time, but you get that same MFA rigor while also managing your life. And some people rather just take, you know, just a class here and there and let life be their teacher. There is no wrong way in this world to become a great actor. But what I will say is it is a craft. Mm -hmm. And you're working at it. You keep sharpening it. You have to sharpen your tools or else it's a dull knife. You you, you can't show up to, 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 to go ahead and do woodwork with a dull knife. That's oh. that's what I believe. All right. Well, don't you learn from life experience? Let's say if I'm Donovan LaCroixy, the actor, and I don't have no training and I just go in there. Can I just go in there and do it? You sure can. And I'm in a rare position because that's what I did. I left and went to Los Angeles just to go do it. And I was pretty successful because L.A. and New York City, as you know, is one of those tough towns where a lot of people come there and they're shipped out in less than six months because they lose focus on what's important. Oh, OK. I, I lasted four years. <laughs> I get what you're saying now. The training is important. That's why you should have a team and accountability people, right? You need to build a solid team and a tribe, rather. A tribe that's going to hold you down to what it is says that you're serious about. So while I was in L.A., I, I, I noticed the shift of like, you know, I would meet someone one day and then... I would be around town and the next thing you know, we're on Instagram, but they're gone. They, it, it was too much. The city swallowed them up. So I created a way to help empower actors by creating my own showcase in the midst of COVID to help showcase actors who possibly haven't had the opportunity to showcase themselves to agents or managers or upcoming directors to be seen. Out of my own pocket, we did scenes in my living room. That's where it started.
my living room that I shared with three other women where I was just renting a room for $500. We decided to throw our own showcase in the house and invited all my industry friends to just, you know, put on a show and do what we love. And then that transformed because a manager saw my postings in Facebook and heard about me and wanted to come to my house, my home in South Los Angeles to come see some talent during COVID. And that's where I realized that this could be something bigger than what it was. Mm -hmm. So then I created, I took the showcase further and I rented a theater space in LA and did the same model where I would, you know, I would have my friends who are upcoming directors. I would have me and my friends who are pursuing acting pair actors up based on type and scene that would show them off perfectly. We rehearsed for at least about two months while I gathered the, the rental space, the costumes, meet up for rehearsals if I was directing or if I was acting in someone's piece. While the directors get to meet a whole conglomerate of actors that they've never met before and also create network networking chains for their future projects. Right. So right. it was a it was a symbiotic relationship on all all fronts. Mm -hmm. Um and it gained a lot of success and traction just starting from a simple idea in a man's living room and not even a full living room that he owned. So I did that to empower actors and let them know that they could take control of their career by any means necessary. And that like, you know, you could do anything you put your mind to. Um, but if you want to do this, you just got to do it. And that's what I stand by. Right, right, right. And you can't give up. Oh, no, no. You must never give up. Never, ever. That's the last words that'll come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> unless I'm being dramatic. I can't, I know, I can't I give do up. this. <laughs> I give up. I give up. I can't do unless this. Unless I'm being no dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you say to those actors and actresses that say, brother, it's been 12 years and I still haven't got a lead role? I will say don't give up, but I will say, what are you doing that needs to be changed? If it's 12 years and you don't see the change, that means something that you're doing needs to be drastically different. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect the same result. Insanity. As you know, a lot of artists we look up there, they're always creating and working on themselves. And then when they come out with one fire album, the next thing they got to do, they got to top it. It's never the same it's true never ever and it shouldn't and be no it shouldn't be i mean if you're if you're a fan of someone you love you i mean there's a there's a thing you know them for though there's something at the root of every artist that keeps bringing you back like you sense this thing but not every little thing is going to be identically similar but there's still that one sense it's called essence Every artist has essence, every right. from singing, dance, music, modeling, there's an essence. And that essence is what, you know, people relate with and what keeps people coming back for more. <laughs> and they're going to keep coming back for more for you and your projects. Talk about some of the TV and the movies. So I have been in a copious amount of short films that have run film festival circuits with some really awesome people that I met in Los Angeles. Um, I started my TV intro was this <laughs> this uh, raunchy web series called Harlot's Web. Please don't look it up. But that was oh. my first. <laughs> Harlot's that was web. my first. That was my first intro into you know I guess getting the feel of what being a sex symbol is like, <laughs> or some sort of like leading man. You know, with a with a a, a a dramatic scene partner and a phenomenal actress, Kristen Roberts. She's out there in the world. Shout out to Kristen. But that was my first on camera kiss okay. and, and what's from that there, comfortable uh yeah i felt very comfortable you know when you're working with professionals true professionals who like you know like now i'm not saying that everyone's a professional but what i am saying is that before then 
at that time I was young and in college and I really wanted to be a part of the project and see it forth through. And the the director gave me a shot. So I, anytime a director gives someone a shot, I mean, that's a, that's a sign or their stamp saying that they believe in you. And I, I, I value that. So I was comfortable. And then when I went to LA, took it a step further, I auditioned for a, a, the lead in an MFA short film that, you know, has done well in the film festival circuit as well. It was actually at the Pan-African Film Festival in Los Angeles, and it was nominated for one of the best shorts. Um, we didn't win, but just an honor to be nominated, you know, and then seeing your face on screen, it lets you know how far you've come from a raunchy web series <laughs> to the big screen of a whole festival. So Clara, Clara is where I was introduced to an intimacy coordinator. That is where the IPA had just been established. It's a the Intimacy Professionals Association, where their job is to make you feel comfortable for any intimate scenes with another scene partner or actor or actress on camera, whether it be nudity and, you know, bumping and grinding or, you know, slight kissing action, anything. They, they you know, they act as a mediator between all parties, between the director and the other actors involved. And, you know, we we discuss what we're comfortable or not comfortable with and such forth. And they do a really great job making everything safe and sound. So okay. and I, I, I like the IPA because it's transferred over into theater as well. So because I bounce mediums a lot, it's just good to see the my my worlds begin to intertwine. Okay. All right. Another projects. Yes, I will be playing Phil Pot in a Christmas Carol here at the Clarence Brown Theater. Um, a re my regional theater debut and my Christmas Carol debut. Um, so I am here at the Clarence Brown Theater, founded by famous Hollywood director Clarence Brown. It's a regional theater, a Lort D theater, um, in the city of Knoxville, Tennessee. So while I'm here, catch me in shows such as Christmas Carol, The Giver, um, and Kinky Boots following the next spring. All right. Just be who you want to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't I care if listeners. Everything ready. <laughs> oh, you got your heels ready, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I believe every story deserves to be told. And as long as I'm comfortable, I like to go for roles that push me out of my comfort zone. So practicing in heels has been like, honestly, strongly confident, confident building. Okay. Um, just knowing I could do this and also stay true to who I am. And, you know, I'm single. So, you know, like, hey, like, you know, I, I go with the flow. That's the that's the law of the Libra. All right. So with those kinky boots, would you be comfortable <laughs> kissing another man in another scene with that? Let's say if they want you to kiss another man. For me, it all depends on the story and what story we're telling. Um, because I do believe that like, you know, LGBTQIA folks also need representation as well. And um, I definitely wouldn't mind telling those stories at all within reason. Now, I'm not just going to kiss somebody just to kiss somebody like, you know, because, you know, there's still me at the end of the day and these lips are sacred. But, <laughs> you know, uh, if the story is worth telling and I see the truth in it, then I will I will volunteer my body. Okay. All right. The lips are sacred. But if it was somebody, let's say, like Boris Kojo, could we do that or no? Uh, Like I said, it depends on the story. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not just going to, you're not going to, I'm not just going <laughs> to, I, I mean, he's a, he's a charming brother, but uh <laughs> You know, I'm not just going to say I want to kiss Boris Bojo, uh, Boris Kojo, sorry, pronouncing his name, Boris Kojo, but um, he's a talented artist. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, for me, it's all about the story. Every and story those, every story deserves to be told, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Didn't want to interrupt you there. And it depends on who, if the other brother 
is comfortable kissing another brother, right? Well, the thing is, you get the breakdown before a lot of actors don't know, or a lot of people outside of acting don't know this, rather. Like, you get the full breakdown of what everything is, and you are the sole person who gets to say yay or nay. Your agent, no one could force you to accept any role you don't want to. But then it comes down to the question is, why are you doing what you're doing? Um there's a lot of business things that go into it, go into it about how you want to be represented in the industry. And also, what are you aligned with? What are your beliefs? What are you telling about yourself as you do this story? And I so hardly say that, like, you know, I, I am an ally, one. Two, like, I have a lot of friends in different communities all over the world from, you know, D.C., North Carolina, Florida, Los Angeles, London, after studying at um, the infamous British Academy of Dramatic Arts Midsummer and Oxford program. So because of all those friends who saw something in me and helped me have become from so many different backgrounds, I, I I ultimately have a life story and attachment to these people. So I know people like the people in the stories that I get auditions for, which makes it easier for me to to tell their story. All right. And be a vessel. All right. Do you see yourself writing a story about your own life? Writing's not my passion, but eventually I've been leading more into it. Um, I've been finding my way to different experiences that most human beings don't have. Like, you know, I, I won a car on The Price is Right. I've done Wipeout. Um, in a copious amount of being on these film festivals and going to all these events and meeting all these dope artists who I've looked up to as a child, like Robert Rashad or... Or Felicia Rashad. I brought my my puppy after a breakup in LA to a play that she directed, uh, Blues for an Alabama Sky, at the Mark Taper Theater. And I somehow got my newborn puppy, my husky named Stardom, up in there. And we he sat right underneath. I don't know if dogs were allowed, but somehow my dog and I got in. He was small enough to be in my little hand sack bag. Now he's way too big for a bag. But he sat and slept the whole playthrough. And then after, I carried him out like a baby in my arms. And Felicia Rashad, I kid you not, came wow. up and pet stardom. Like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> Sweet thing. <laughs> and then I was like, well, Felicia Rashad has now touched my dog. <laughs> and you never we'll work together. <laughs> and you never wiped off that dog, right? You never wiped off that touch, did you? <laughs> well... You know, everyone who's touched stardom, I believe it's an energy thing. But as far as you know, huskies, they shed a lot. So um, we've definitely took them to the groomer <laughs> since then because, you know, I, I just got to manage the hair, you know, with hair, it can be all over the place. Oh. But energy wise, the energy of Felicia Rashad still lives on my dog. Hopefully we work together someday and it lives on me too. And I hope you write your own story. I know you said writing isn't your thing, but I do see you writing and producing your, the story of your life. Maybe you can talk about abuse maybe you can talk about drugs i mean i'm not saying you did all those things but you never know right in the family absolutely i think keep the keeping the floodgates open you know it, it it just allows more creativity to flow and allows you to just be you know to find different muses in life like you know i i i these experiences need to be put on page and you just got to start somewhere so i call myself or people tend to call me fearless because of you know how i just have a go-getter mentality or i just get up and do something when i feel when i feel inclined to and not think about you know what's holding me back instead what think about what's stopping me and if there's nothing stopping me there's nothing you know holding me back from doing anything i want in this world because you know like i said i i have a dream and you know when i when i attach myself to something i like to go all in so yeah all right. Um, and not just in acting, modeling too. I did some modeling. I, I did my first fashion show um, for the LA model experience. And that was dope. It was liberating. And that's where I found out that like, you know, I, I have 
I have a certain look, I guess, that is marketable. <laughs> okay. And what's your message? What do you want to tell younger creatives where they want to act, but they're worried my parents won't support this? Or friends will say, you want to be an actor? There's so many of those. And what if you don't get far? What do you want to tell to those younger actors or creatives that they're listening to a lot of negative seeds and their dreams may not come to reality? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll start by saying this. No matter who you are in this world, good, bad, evil, phenomenal, sexy, attractive, not so attractive by whoever's memes, blah, whatever that means, we all share one thing in common, and that is death. We all eventually will pass away from this world and become a memory or someone else's memory of whatever we did in this world. And uh, on the tombstone, there's your name, and then there's the month and year and date from when you began life and to where your life came to came to an end. But in between those dates, month, year, and day, if they're very specific on the tombstone, is a dash. We owe ourselves to live out our dash by any means necessary. So I will tell all young artists, what does that dash mean for you? How do you want to define your dash? What does your dash include? What do you want to be? What 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 can't you go without living without? And if there's an urge or tendency to always try something or do something, do it. Do it. Because those who may say negative things or whatever... They may not be a believer right now because it's something they've never seen or imagined for someone around them to do. But I believe in being a change maker. So I will say, go fight for your dash because you never know when that end date is going to come. It only takes a certain group of people and there's an audience for everything. So don't be afraid if your work isn't hitting off the bat of the first time, you know, and you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So That's what I'll say. So and my he- motto, live life on Dante. <laughs> uh, on Dante is an Italian music tempo for walking speed. I feel as if that's how we as human beings should flow through life. Not too slowly, but also not too fast. Just at a reasonable walking pace to allow things to freely happen naturally and for you to truly be affected by them. But always keep on walking. Live life on Dante. Mm-hmm. So just remind that actor too. What do you call it? Says Dante again. 12 years. What do you want to tell me, brother? You've been in this game 12 years and working this hard. There's a lot of people who haven't made it as far as you and who are looking up everything you've done these past 12 years. And they believe in you and you've built an audience for yourself. Those are the people who love and support you. You can't stop after doing all this work. Like what? No. That's like you stop eating your favorite food after, you know, like your favorite food since birth, but you've you know, you you fell in love. Why are you doing it for so long? I would assume you've done it for so long because you love it. Never give up on your true loves. Never. Never. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Even if I never get that lead role? Create it. What is a lead role nowadays? You There's a pen. There's a Somebody will write a lead role for you. There's no such thing as you not getting a lead role nowadays when you could create your own. Now, if you want the lead role in someone else's production, keep on working at it. It's going to come. A lot of people are creating different ideas and stories every day right and you will create a story one day even though you're not a writer but i still see it <laughs> I, I i i you know what i will someday will <laughs> i shall i shall i'm it's- sorry i know you're not a writer <laughs> i i i like telling stories i'm a storyteller and it all started from acting, but telling stories, whether it be behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, I, I'm an entertainment mogul. So 
there's that on that. That's just that on that. <laughs> okay. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case other actors and actresses have questions? They might want to pursue their MFA as we talked about earlier. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you could find me at Andante. That's A-N-D-A-N-T-E underscore movement m-o-v-e-m-e-n-t the andante movement not the andante movement at andante movement on instagram or you could look me up on facebook as my name spells uh andante petit homme so that's a-n-d-a-n-t-e space p-e-t-i-t dash h-o-m-m-e that's on facebook and yeah uh feel free to contact me at any time if you want coaching for your mfa i know the process very well um if you want uh advice on pursuing a career in tv and film or versus theater i could give you the tools on how to get started and provide some resources of people who also have helped me along the way Okay, just remind them of that project they can look out for you in. So Christmas Carol will be at the Clarence Brown Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to buy a ticket and come up and see me as Philpot Grimgrind, a sailor and one of the Fezziwig guests. It's an all-hands-on-deck Christmas play that has done around many, many years. We all know the story of Scrooge and the Three Ghosts. So um, you can see me there. Um, and the more is yet to come because I constantly get auditions from my agent and manager. So... You just never know where I'll be. But if you follow me on Instagram, you could keep up. And the TV show, they have to make a dis uh, subscription in. What do you call Buy their subscription. What oh, was that? Oh, yes. For Us, By Us Network. Um, it's a TV show called In the Shadows, produced by Danny Garcia. Yeah, I am a guest star. I play Malumba Adoki, which is the son of a Ghanaian diplomat. And it's a, it's quite, it, I'm episode six. So if you watch episode six, that's all me. Hey, all right. Any final things you would love to tell the Met Radio listeners? Listeners. You know, Met Radio, I will say after listening to this, um, just know that there are unorthodox people out there <laughs> and people with many different ideas. And the one person that you think would never become your friend may be your greatest ally. So I implore all of you to talk to someone new each and every day. I implore you to go see theater because theater is alive. It's great. Um, specifically, uh, Black theater, if you can. The Wiz is on tour on Broadway. Um, I'm definitely going to try and get a ticket and go see uh, an artist who I um, I adore named Avery Wilson. And uh, keep out for me on Instagram. And remember, live life slowly but surely at a walking pace. In other words, live life on Dante. <laughs> All right. I would love to thank you for coming to the show. Of course, Donovan, thank you for having me. And thank you for being such a great host. <laughs> Have me back anytime. Um, are you based in Los Angeles? We are in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Okay, so whenever I'm out there, we definitely have to have to link up. But have me back anytime for the show. I'd love to to continue to be a part of your community. Well, definitely you're a friend of the show, and I would love to thank you for coming on the show. And for Met Radio 1280 AM, I would love to thank Actor. You can throw out your full name again. On Dante Petito. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.